All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. The Oilers have dropped three in a row. They'll look to snap that skid tonight. Thankfully, the schedule gets easier, right? Right? Dallas, right? Let's get into it with the lead. It is a Short Ford giant game day here on Oilers Nation. Short Ford Service Center, where they bring up service every day to their customers, home or office. Their valet service, it's got you covered, Jay. You've talked about it a ton. That's your testimonial. Last week, picked up the Bronco, oil changed like it never even happened. Short Ford giant game day, Oilers and Stars. This is the lead brought to you by Soho Yeg, where if you want to go watch a game, they have a giant 100-inch screen. Also, fantastic game day specials like half-price wings and $8 for a pint and a slice. That is a good deal. And we're going to be hitting up Soho soon. And I'm rather excited. Well, it's our nation Christmas party. Nation Christmas. That's why you're dressed all festive. It is festive. It is a tis the sis, right? As Lisa Evans says. Tis the sis. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the Oilers looking to grab Not a Lisa guy. Clearly. More of a Bob Stoffer guy. Oh, um, that's that's insane. a joke. I didn't mean to make it. Either way. Uh, let's get into tonight's matchup before we... <laughs> Before we uh, get going, as I always, get it. That's inside. Uh, yeah, that's in. That's very inside. Uh, I've lost my train of thought completely. We're live on the Nation Network YouTube, um, where we have our light goal, as always, and that's our chance to bring in our guy Liam. Liam, what is our light goal today? Because I you know don't, I, I don't agree with it. That's fine. Why? But yesterday, I'll let you go through it, and I'll okay. say my spiel. Yesterday was an absolute slog fest. We had to go like almost an hour to get our light goal. It was a tough one. We definitely grinded that one out, and it was only sixty. But there's no pictures in the standings, and that's a dub for us. We kept the streak going. So, what do you yeah. got tonight? Today, today, seventy-two. 
Why? For Gavrikov. That's his name, right? Even though he's number four? Even though he's number four, he has 72 career NHL points. Okay. And he will hit the 100-point mark with the Oilers. Right? I don't hate that. I don't either. Our like goal should be Jacob Chikrin's career points. So that's too many. We should do amount of days Chikrin <laughs> spent on the him. IR. Huh? Oh, lost games. <laughs> Man games lost for Jacob Chikrin. Specifically, uh, like I said, we're streaming live. If you're watching on YouTube, hammer that like button for us so we can get up to our like goal of 74. Two. 72. Two. 72. 72. Sorry. Maybe that's the number. I Chik- thought you love Gavrikov. If you're a big Gavrikov guy, you should be all over his stats. You should know. I'm not like that. Thank you, Liam. We're going to be joined by Frank Cervalli in a little bit. Frank knows. Frank knows. And maybe Frank will tell us how much we should love Vlad Gavrikov and maybe what the price is. And then from there, we'll decide whether or not Ken Holland should love Vlad Gavrikov. Uh, The Guitar Maniac is in on the YouTube chat. says, comparing Gavrikov to Chikrin is like comparing David Kampf to Braden Point. So he's in your he's in your camp on this one. Well, this person must know I love Braden Point. He's your guy. Mm. That's your town. Uh, Twisted says, roll the dice on what Oiler team shows up tonight. Really hope this group can right the ship. Dallas will present a good challenge. And uh, we're going to talk about trade targets and all that stuff with Frank. So let's zero in on the matchup tonight because it is a short for giant game day. This is a Dallas team that is really damn good. The D in Dallas stands for damn good. Stretch. That's a bit of a defense too. Yeah, and honestly, like you look at that forward group and their high-end skill is great. And it's young and it's electric with Rupe Hints, the ace of spades, Jason Robertson, basically the only one of the only guys in the NHL scoring at the same clip as Connor McDavid. Then you got good vets, Pavelski, Jamie Benn. They make them hard to play against. Between the pipes, they're set. Jake Ottinger is unbelievable. He's having a great year. Even if you get Scott Wedgwood tonight, he's above league average in pretty much every stat you can drum up. So both their goalies are good and their blue line is effective because it's diverse. If you need Miro Heiskanen to kind of skate stride for stride with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, they can do it. If you want to slog it out in the trenches, for lack of a better term, term guys like Ryan Suter, Yoni Hockenpah, Yanni Hockenpah, those guys can do that. They picked up Mason Marchman over the summer as well. This is a very good, very deep team. And if the same Oilers team that showed up against St. Louis and Nashville and Anaheim, if they show up tonight, this one's not even going to be close. And it wasn't close the last time the Oilers played the Stars. Let's be honest. The Oilers are going to Oiler tonight. They've lost to the Ducks. I have well documented. Uh, yeah. But they're just somehow going to stroll into the Big D and just whoop Dallas. Because that is like the ultimate Oiler thing to do. It really is. Like it you, is. Think, you think back to that road trip they had at the beginning or middle of November when things weren't going well for them. And it was like... How do you lose to Washington? How do you lose to Carolina on the second of back-to-backs? Then I was like, oh, yeah, you beat Tampa Bay and beat Florida on the road. And it's a couple, yeah, ho-hum, couple of impressive victories. So we'll see what this Oilers team uh, throws forward tonight. But you're right. They could be a very classic Oilers game. It's, where This is this is trademark Oilers. They're going to they're gonna win tonight just because they lost the Ducks. Yeah. And then we'll be sitting there going, wow, if you just didn't blow it against three I'll say crappy or inconsistent teams, you'd be sitting at a four or five game winning streak and life would be good. This should be a scheduled loss. It should be. But now it's a scheduled win because of what we've done the last three games. Wildly frustrating. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a good time right now. Rusty, the reckless optimist. I think the Oilers can and will win tonight. They got to start stringing wins together to keep up with LA and Seattle. They can do it. Reckless optimism forever. Dr. Gonzo, who I was talking with earlier today in the DFO live chat as well. What's up all big game tonight? Breaking the skid. I can feel it. 
So the chat, at least a little bit optimistic. Someone should else. Be. That's the thing. Like we just know as Oilers fans that like we should feel really good about winning tonight's game against one of the top teams in the league. Yeah. I uh, haven't seen much in terms of lines or anything like that. Uh, what would you do tonight if you were in Jay Woodcroft's shoes? I think you're playing a good deep Dallas team. Yeah. It's time to split up the big guns. Not I think gonna, it, you need to do happen. that. I know, but it's not going to happen. Why not though? What's well, the thing in mind keeping them together? I, 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 yes. Like I like when they do play together when it's needed. Yeah. But we just keep, I don't know. It's just, they're going to go and do the same thing. Like they, they shouldn't, they should stretch it out. I think now we've got some guys like we're somewhat held. We're just missing McLeod now. Kane. Well, we've Kane's been gone forever. So like, okay, sorry. Kane, yeah. We're not going to see Kane for a while. Hopefully not until the playoffs. Kudrow. Um, well, yes, we're not doing that today. Oh, I know. But like, <laughs> we've been at each other's throats should, all week, so we're we not doing do that. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they should split it. I, I feel like we can accommodate the split and it makes us more challenging against the, against the, uh, Dallas stars and say the ducks. Jeez, I got the ducks on the brain because we lost the ducks. I don't know if you know, we lost the Thanks. ducks last yep. week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the one thing we need to like, I, I think we actually have to break them up because of just what we're noticing, especially with Leon Drysaddle, is just the amount of giveaways. Yeah. Right. And why is it giveaways? Because he's going for like the home run play, the finesse play, try to make all that stuff. And that's what you want to try to do when you've got Connor McDavid and also vice versa when you have Connor McDavid with Leon Drysaddle. So maybe it might be healthy to split them up mm-hmm. and maybe take that pressure and let, let them drive the play carry the play and then distribute once they get into like a super safe area because they've done all the heavy lifting being the amazing driving hockey players that they are studs of men (laughs) uh sergeant battle says he doesn't believe leon has the strength to run his own line right now he's hurt i actually watching the last hurt i think he's sick i think there's some going through the team they talked on the broadcast about woodcroft being sick and the one thing that's really fallen off with that makes sense that's how you lose the ducks yeah sick they still put up 49 shots but the one thing i noticed the ducks again still put 49 shots fair um Against the Ducks and against Nashville. Dreisaitl was not good on his strong side on the draws. Usually when he's on his backhand in the offensive zone, like to start a power play, they're always on that one side, right? And he doesn't miss. Like he's almost automatic there. And in the last couple of games, he's been brutal. And I wonder if that's like a, he was sick, is sick, fighting something that's taken out his strength a little bit. And maybe that's why Woodcroft's keeping them together. Because he's like, hey, I don't want this guy having to win draws every single time he's on the ice. I don't want this guy having to go the full length of the ice every time he's well, on the ice. Like, it's the, the issue with the Oilers and us as Oilers fans is like, Leon Dreisaitl's entitled to a night off or two. Well, that too, he can't he is, be yeah. five points a night every night. Well, the shitty thing is, is we need that to win hockey games. Is we need Connor and we need Leon mm-hmm. to just shatter the point uh, box scores here and I'll, I'll have us all win a bunch of money because obviously we go Leon over two and a half and Connor over two and a half every night possible, but we can't rely on it. And so the minute he takes a night off, sure. If he's sick, if Leon dry is sick and we can't win hockey games, that's an issue. That's an issue. Well, I mean, yeah, the depth of this team continues to be an issue. Although I will say I've been really impressed with the play of one Dylan Holloway the last couple of games. He's coming. He's coming. And I'm torn on this. So I'd like your take on it. I want to see him. I want to see him get a look in the top six with a skilled player. Yep. But he's looked more and more comfortable over the last three, four games. And his line mates have been more or less consistent. So line's been good. You're right. So it's chicken. It's chicken egg. Is Holloway starting to get more and more comfortable 
simply because he's playing NHL games and does he deserve a look higher up in the lineup or is he getting more and more comfortable because his line mates are the same, he's getting consistent minutes and he's finding his groove on that third line. So do you reward him for strong play and put him on the second or first line or do you say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's keep this third line together. Well, we're not winning hockey games at the moment. Uh, No. So mixing it up and trying a new experiment might be okay. Yeah. Because what can we lose? Could learn, you could lose a third line that's actually humming along. But you, but you, well, you know, but you, you, you give it a period. You give it four shifts. If you're not feeling the, the buzz factor, then mm-hmm. move it back. Because like, they are an electric line. Like They are a great checking line. Mm-hmm. Fun to watch. High energy. Yeah. Steve's- Dylan, Dylan Holloway is also not afraid to throw a big check, and I love that. Yeah, and I mean, they need more guys that are hard to play against. And I do think, like, Holloway is kind of difficult to play against. He gets in the mix. He's four checks hard. Mm-hmm. Kyler Yamamoto, the last couple of games, I think has been very good at that he's as coming. well. He's like he's too. starting to come along two goals in his last six. Yarvi scored last game. Hopefully that's a building block for him. Not crossing my fingers on that by any means, but hopefully this is the sign. We've just said good things about Holloway, Yarvi, and Yamamoto. Hopefully this is a sign that maybe the depth pieces, the pieces of this team are starting to come around a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's a nice uh, little nod to Ikea to the game that we'll get to a little bit later on in the show as well. What day is Festivus technically? I always forget. Is it the 23rd or is it earlier than that? 23rd? Like on Seinfeld, what day is Festivus? I believe it's December 23rd. Is it? Well, we have a studio audience. I don't know if that. And they, they definitely signaled that it's December 23rd. Is it? It is? Okay, yeah, you would yeah. know. Uh, yeah, we do have a studio audience in today. So that ties in nicely with our guest today. Let's get to Festivus with Frank Saravalli. Merry Festivus, Frank. Two days early. Merry Festivus, Frank. Eve, um, Eve, Eve. Yes, I forgot. I need to turn up the sound on my monitor to hear him. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mr. Saravalli, hello. Welcome back into Oilers Nation every day. Air your grievances for us. I'm really disappointed you guys don't have an aluminum pole in your studio today for this 
Festivus celebration. Uh, I got a lot of problems with you people, and now you're going to hear about it. Uh, so yeah, what a classic <laughs> episode that is. And uh, I actually just before I came on was on YouTube rewatching it, and so good. <laughs> it is fantastic. Got any hockey grievances you want to air? Anything that's just driving you nuts over the last year, I guess? Yeah, how about the NHL's salary cap? And it's because of the pandemic. And look, our world changed in a lot of ways that we couldn't imagine. Uh, being in an airport this weekend kind of reminded me of you know how we're finally back to normal, but not from an NHL perspective in terms of the cap. And we're teetering on the edge of a fourth straight season of a flat or frozen salary cap. And it's made my job, because it's all about me, really difficult because mm -hmm. we're basically trolling for information that doesn't exist. We want teams to be talking trade, transactions, uh, major blockbusters, and there's been so little of that in season that it's essentially forced everything into two periods. And I think the fact that we ended up with a few transactions that went down, although minor league transactions, before the NHL's holiday roster freeze is a reminder of yet another grievance, which is the fact that NHL GMs are so risk averse that they need a deadline to spur them into doing anything. If the holiday roster freeze and the March 3rd trade deadline did not exist, I don't know that we'd see anything happen over the course of a season. Um, it seems like, you know, in addition to the flat and frozen salary cap, that they're in a spot where many teams just aren't ready to pull the trigger. And so uh, from my perspective as a hockey insider, um, it's really made life difficult. Frank wants NHL GMs to grow some balls and start making big trades. That's what I pulled from that. I agree. Who, <laughs> yeah. who should have been making some trades leading up to the uh, latest roster freeze? Who I would actually point to both teams in Alberta. I think when you look at the Oilers and the way this season has gone, it feels like they need a little bit of a kick in the pants. And I know that it hurts not having Evander Kane. And I know that they've had to account for some of that space. but. I think there's been enough people in the Oilers front office that have been antsy to this point to make something happen, to shake this team out of the doldrums of, you know, win two, lose one, lose two, win three, whatever the streak ends up being uh, of the week. It, it's, it's a roller coaster. And I think people are hoping that they can find some more consistency. And I think the Calgary Flames down highway two are another one that, both those teams are facing immense pressure to not just get in the playoffs, but to make a deep run. And they're both teetering on the edge of missing and both scenarios would be unacceptable. Before we get into some trade targets and things like that, I want to circle back to the salary cap conversation. Cause last week on the show, we talked about how, you know, you still kind of expect it to go up by that three to 4 million, not the 1 million, like Bettman said, we've also heard some talk about, a potential 84 game schedule coming to the NHL. And I threw this out on Twitter the other day, and I'm interested to hear your take on it. What if to get an 84 game schedule, the NHL says, Hey PA, you agreed to, you agree to throw on two extra games and we'll forgive that debt cap goes up. You get more money. We get two extra games of revenue. Win, win. Yeah, it's a nice thought. And I like where your head's at, but I would say that, you're probably going to need more than that from the player's perspective in order to make something like that happen. The players have paid off the bulk of it, more than 96% of the $1.5 billion that they were essentially overpaid um, because of that 50-50 split. And now 
they want to play two more games for keeps. And really the only kind of thought process to this point that we've heard from the NHL perspective is, well, we'll shorten the preseason. You don't even play all of the preseason games anyway, if you're a bona fide veteran. So it doesn't really help you at all. And even the ones that you're playing, you're not going full tilt. So to add two games to the schedule to really increase the juice in some of these rivalries, which is the thought process behind it, there's probably going to need to be a pretty significant bargaining chip from the NHL um, to the NHL PA. The problem is we don't know who's going to be running the PA because they're in the process of electing a new executive director, which they're hoping to have by the end of this regular season. And increasing the cap also helps the owners and these teams as well, because there's enough owners that are out there at this point that are disheartened by this frozen salary cap. They know they need to get the cap moving in the right direction for teams to actually make meaningful changes. So it's too much of a win-win in order for it, for it to really be a bargaining chip, I think. Interesting stuff. Uh, Wasn't there a situation and maybe the gap's too uh, large to to fill where the PA steps in and fills the financial gap to like get it to that full repayment threshold to then unlock the salary cap increase? Was that, was so, that something that, we, that you guys were not talking about a few months ago? Yeah, so that usually the PA is part of the discussion in terms of the formula, but in this case, you know, they they have the money in their coffers to go write a check to get the cap to increase. They have an emergency fund that, you know, is sort of a lockout war chest that's in I believe in the couple hundred millions of dollars. So they could stroke a check, but it's really unlikely and I don't know why it would make any sense to do so from their perspective because before really even puck drop of opening night next season, there will be enough revenue to repay that debt without having to do anything different. So um, I don't see it being in their interest to step forward and do that. Um, But like I said, the real heat and the interesting part is going to be on the NHL owner side because there's enough people in that board of governors room that want to see the cap increase that I believe it's, it's going to come to a head this summer. Well, there's Nation Every Day streaming live on the Nation Network YouTube where we are 30 likes away from our like goal today. So hammer that like button if you're watching. We're in conversation with NHL insider Frank Saravalli. Let's talk about the Oilers. Frank, Jay and I got into a big fight the other day, sitting in these same chairs actually, about the Oilers' blue line. I think it can get better simply because Darnell Nurse won't play this bad all season. Evan Bouchard won't play this bad all season. I think there's room for them to improve internally. And I don't think they need to go jump the gun and get a D-man right this second. Jay is on the side of, go get Jacob Trickern right now. You should have done it yesterday. I'm on the side of, we have to stop saying that that the solution is that the D just need to play better. But the D do, okay, we're not doing it. Anyways, (laughs) what what is your That's not the solution. Like, sure, there needs to be some step up. But we need to, like, make some roster moves to improve and bolster our defense. So where I'm getting at here, Frank, is what do you think? Because the blue line has been a huge problem for the Oilers over the last couple of weeks here. Is the front office maybe, because I know we've talked a lot about they want forwards. They are looking to become harder to play against with their forward group. But these last couple of weeks, it should be showing them that the blue line is maybe a big hole. What's your take on all that? So my take is that the Oilers front office, I believe, has placed a priority on forwards. And I think these last few weeks have given them some pause But I think by the time we ultimately get closer to the March 3rd trade deadline, and you can say whatever you want about Ken Holland and the way that he's run this team to this point, 
but perhaps the patient approach that he's taken, not overreacting in terms of any one situation, especially this season, is maybe a benefit because you'll see that even out, I think, over the course of time, Tyler, to your point. Um, I think, then to be fair, like this entire unit needs to be better. Um, and I think there's been obviously some really underwhelming play of late with Nurse. Bouchard took a really long time to get going. Um, and I think you'd still like to see more from especially some of the younger guys. Um, Nima Linen with the size that he has, Broberg and, and his ability, however that might work out, to see more. Um, I, I still think when push comes to shove at the deadline that they're going to attempt to fill multiple holes. And I think part of it, I view it as sort of a three-pronged deadline. And the order in which they're prioritized is going to be really interesting. But if I were to guess right now, the way I think they're looking at it is finding a top flight center that you can add to this mix as the number one need and priority. The second would be a true uh, defensive defenseman, a strong defender. Uh, think along the lines of a, a Chris Russell, uh, um, an Adam Larson, that type of defender. Um, maybe not as big of a splash as someone like a Larson, but in that vein, sort of like a, a Gavrikov that we see in Columbus. Um, and then I think the third option and priority, which they probably could have addressed by now. And if you want to argue about the complacency of the Oilers, that they might have should have already done that would be to find a piece for your bottom six. That's difficult to play against that adds a little juice, uh, a different element, another dimension to your bottom six that you really need. And I think that's an e probably the easiest of the three transactions to make. And so that probably ends up being in the number three hole when you get to March 3rd. But do those other two flip between now and then? Well, on, on uh, speaking about the number three need, like what are the types of players that you're thinking or referring to uh, like specific names that 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 uh, uh, we'd be looking at trying to get that meet that that role. So one guy that the Oilers talked a lot internally about, and I mentioned this on the show a couple weeks ago with Tyler, was Ryan Reeves. They had done a lot of homework and were actually, I think, pretty close to pulling the trigger. He went to Minnesota instead. That was the day before Thanksgiving in the U.S. Uh, they've been on a tear since then, and it seems like he's added a lot of energy. I know that they also did their homework and due diligence on Wayne Simmons when he was on waivers, but I think there's other players that are maybe less sort of big name, less headline that have a different element to their game. Someone like a Zach McEwen in Philadelphia or a good penalty killer in Chicago, like a Sam Lafferty, um, someone that just does something that you don't currently have in your bottom six, which seems to be a pretty homogenous group in terms of what they bring to the table. I think that's a really good way to put it. I just want to circle back quickly to Gavrikov, actually. And there have been a lot of reports, and you've even said this before, like the Blue Jackets are looking for a first-round pick for this guy. And I look at the price the Oilers paid for a guy like Brett Kulak and the impact he had, and you gave up basically a second and like whatever William Lagason was a waiver guy at that point. I find it crazy that the Blue Jackets could potentially get a first round pick for Vladislav Gavrikov. To me, that would signal that this is a seller's market if they're able to get that. Is that a fair read? 
Um, I would say part of it has to do, Tyler, with the stylistic fit of the player. The truth yep. is there's not many of them to go around and have that sort of physical edge that Gavrikov has. Um, and I, it's interesting the way the market evolves because a couple of people had commented to me today watching Artem Zub sign his four-year deal for $16.8 million dollars. I made the joke, I was like, hey, that's good Branson money. And it sounds funny to say, but then the next part of the equation on Gavrikov is, well, the Blue Jackets are going to be asking for a first round pick because they got that for David Savard and Gavrikov is better and younger than Savard. Savard went to Tampa and ended up winning a Stanley Cup, but he was basically playing third pair minutes when he got there. So um there's so many parts to the equation, but my guess would be that there's enough teams in the market for that type of defenseman. Like Toronto is probably looking for the same exact style of defenseman that the Oilers are. That I don't, I don't want to say there's going to be a bidding war, but at some point, someone's going to have to give up a first. And I think this is a general commentary on my part about how the Oilers should view the trade uh, trade deadline is. Trade everything you've got. Like, this is the year to go all in. You've got to really make hay. I don't care about your first-round picks in 23, 24, 25. Other teams have done it. The Oilers have to get moving, and they got They they really need to get in and make the, and do some damage. And you're speaking Jay's language. Amen, Frank. This is a happy festivist for me. Uh, if you like what Frank's saying, drop a like in the YouTube chat. That's how I'm going to spin that. But I uh, love it, Frank. What's the what's the big Christmas tradition for you this week? What's the moment where you sit down, do something, and you're like, ah, this is peak Christmas? Uh, so one thing I actually do every Christmas Eve morning is I rent time at the rink. Uh, and I go and I'll, you know, I coach my son in youth hockey, but I'll bring my cousins and some other family members and we'll just kind of have a family skate. Uh, that's always fun. Um, but I don't have any sort of big tradition. You know what I'm actually looking forward to? I did Barn Burner today. And tomorrow I'm going to join them for the Spirits of Christmas. And they're doing, I think, <laughs> nine. Jay, I don't know if you're sanctioning this, but they're doing nine <laughs> different drinks over the course of the show. Uh, all la, different varieties. Yeah, it's. I'm going to join them for a beverage tomorrow is what I'm saying. Excellent. Uh, you're renting ice at the rink so you can sharpen your skills for January and our tournament out with Tourism Jasper. Am I right, Frank? See, here's the thing, though, and I mentioned this today. I said, which team am I going to be on? The Oilers Nation oh, don't team you, or don't the even Flames like Nation that. team? And we they said... Is this even a question? They said, do you want to be a winner or a loser? And I said, oh, fuck. We will mop the floor. Whatever. Barn burner, we're coming for you. Unless you're like bringing back, well, I was going to say the 1989 Calgary Flames, but we probably actually could dust those. Guys. We probably could beat them too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shouldn't even be a question. Frank. Yeah. Come on. You guys we will do a Flames year? Nation or this Nation game. No. No. Might have had the tournament's we didn't wear score. It's a long story. <laughs> What's that? So we might have had the tournament's leading scorer. No oh, trophy, though. Yeah, jeez, yeah. <laughs> the, you definitely had the right, tournament's Frank. leading puker. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> our so, our local done. sommelier, <laughs> Tyler Uremchuk. I, yeah, okay, we're done. Frank, have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for all Thanks, of that. Thanks, guys. Okay, let's get to the wrap today. <laughs> oh, uh, that was good. Always good fun with Mr. Frank Saravalli. Um, I wouldn't give I like Gavrikov. I'm not giving up a first for Gavrikov. Hey, man. Right now. 
The time is now. You heard it from Frank Saravalli himself. Yeah. He actually knows a thing or two. The fact that he agrees with this is yeah. very, very exciting for me. This is the time. So, yeah, sometimes you got overpaid. They paid. Look what, look what Tampa did for Dennis Savard. David Savard. Yeah. Dennis, Dennis Savard. Is, may, may as well should have been Denny Savard. <laughs> what the got. Oilers. The Oilers bottom have, six. Where yeah. would Gavrikov slot in? Second pair. Second or third. Probably Wherever, second however pair. you want to jumble that. Second sure. pair. Okay. Probably second pair. To me, though, like. And then you still yeah, save two yeah, first right. to, to pull some other big moves. Okay, but if you also have to remember, three. and I get it, I am all for going all in this year, but if you trade your, I know, but if you trade your first next year and you trade your first the year after that, you're going to get to next year's deadline when you once again want to go all in and you're going to be sitting there going, shit, we got nothing to move. So I, the first this year should be out the door. Ken Holland should tell his scouting department now, don't even bother looking at guys. We just got to get good at drafting second and third round picks. Yeah. We got to get used to that. Tampa yeah. seems to do a really good job. They do. They get guys like Braden Point in the second oh, round. Man, how do we not like? I, like he played in the Western Hockey League. That and Pareko are always going to be the two I look at, and I'm like, how did you not like see? Like Pareko was playing in the AJHL and is now like a monster top pairing top four D man, and it's like, how he was in your backyard and I know, he like basically just, didn't get drafted. How did I you not? I couldn't. I, like I couldn't believe. It. I love Braden Point. Kid is just, has got the heart of a lion. Uh, lots of stuff to get to in the chat here. Um, Kai, Kyler just said, send it. Yeah. All right. Agreed. Uh, Smart Cowboy says, depth forward. Uh, Quaddy says, first might not be enough. Yeah. Uh, Smart Cowboy also says, Taves, Taves, Taves. And I like Taves too. Like, again, defense is a five-man thing. I don't think thing. you need to give up a first. Well, I guess depending on how much salary you have to eat. But Taves is just, I don't think Taves takes a first, but it takes multiple assets because Chicago's got to keep half, send it somewhere. Keep half, then it comes to Edmonton. So, like, but that's where I almost see the Pugliarvi thing potentially working out. Is if his value goes up a little bit, maybe when you go to a team like Arizona and you're like, "Hey, we need you to brokerage this deal we're making for Jonathan Taves," we'll give you a free look at Yessa Pugliarvi for the last couple months of the season if you keep two million bucks of this Taves salary. Maybe that's how you make Pugliarvi work. Or again, Pugliarvi, if you can get a second or a third round reform at some point, which right now the idea would be that you can't get that. Um, that's how you kind of get more bullets in the chamber to make other moves at the deadline. That's kind of how I view Pooley RP playing out. But anyways, uh, let's get back into the Sherwood Ford giant game day side of things. Uh, first, though, we are streaming live from the Sports Closet Studio. Look at that beauty hanging up on the wall. You can get one for the Oilers fan in your life by heading to sportscloset.ca. Three locations in Edmonton as well. Edmonton area. Kingsway Mall, Sherwood Park Mall, St. Albert Mall. Stuff for every sports fan. Uh, keys to victory tonight as the Oilers take on the Dallas Stars. I'll say an obvious one. you got to shut down their stars. Don't let Jason Robertson burn you. And a big part of that is going to be staying out of the box. Because if you give Jason Robertson and Rupe Hintz a ton of time on the power play, we all know as hockey fans what Joe Pavelski can do in front of the net oh, on a power play. Everything in sight. Yeah, this Dallas team is very good and skilled. And don't give them... Free chances is what I'm saying. Stay out of the box. Your penalty kill sucks. The best way to avoid getting scored on with your penalty kill is to just not take penalty. So stay out of the box is my first giant key to key to the game. What do you got? Well, Tyler, I don't know if you know this, but we need the D to play better. So we need to really. Oh, but they can't play better. Well, it's 32 games suggest they can't. <laughs> But like uh, we we need to just shut down these guys. Like once again, I keep I keep saying gotta play like we did in Tampa. 
Well, we got to play like we did in Tampa. We got to shut down this juggernaut of a team. But there was also a point in that Tampa game where they were out being outshot 10 nothing. So, like, you almost need to be better than that against Dallas. I don't know. We got to just smother and not let yep. them give a chance to breathe. Like, one thing uh, Nashville did with Leon is they smothered him pretty good. They didn't mm-hmm. give him a lot of time and space, and they're pissing him off. And that also kind of led to his low production, even though I bet heavily on him being the mayor yeah. that night. But that's okay. Uh, but I, 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 we just, we, we just got like, we got to, we got to, we got to get shots on Ottinger because his save percentage is insane. Mm-hmm. So clearly we need to get a high volume of shots and then to, to trans, turn those into goals. Uh, and we have to keep these crazy forwards. I was going to say, I was trying to come up with some stupid analogy, but okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, they got a lot of good players. We got to keep them all. Just got to keep them chilled. Jay Gottinger in his last five games, 903, 923, 920, 978, 964. That's good. We need a 902 night. We need a, yeah, we need a, we need big a 902 night and we got to get 40 shots on. Him. Yeah. Uh, Liam, you're sitting across the room from me in your nice Hope Will Never Die hoodie. Yep. We're matching today. What's your key to victory? I'm trying to think about this. My key to victory. Don't make stupid turnovers that lead to goals. No grade A mistakes. Mm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see kind of Drysdale McDavid kind of get in a bit of a rhythm tonight. I know that seems obvious, but last you know, game that's, they really that, we don't have great. a choice. If we yeah. want to win games, they have to. But last yeah. game, it felt like they were kind of pinned a little bit in the, not in their own zone. Like I think what was it McDavid had two shots or something like that in the game. Like I think if the other's got to win, it's got to be on those two tonight. Yeah. Kind of got to be on those two until Nashville made some back. really good adjustments again. They did, just like in the St. Louis game, like it, we were on the power play to close out the game there. I remember, and St. Louis did not give us a chance to breathe. They just smothered us on mm-hmm. the on their PK, and I'm just like, this is not good. But like, it's amazing how like teams can just make that choice and make that correction, and then just all of a sudden like really make a smothering impact like they did just like Nashville did, even though we had to rely on depth scoring that game, yeah. which is kind of weird. Um, but it kind of happened too, which I guess is a positive. Yeah, no, we uh, we're in one tonight, but it's the most Oilers thing to do. Be, think- you know what? You know what my key to the game is just be the Oilers. Cause the Oilers are going to Oiler and they're going to win this game because why not? Yeah. They're just going to surprise us. And we're like, oh, my God. Well, our D is playing better now all of a sudden. Depth scoring. Like, all the things that are driving us crazy are going to show up tonight. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're all solved. And then we're going to play the, the other Ducks team and probably lose to them again. Are the dads still on the trip? Or is it just a one night? I stop? doubt they would fly they them do. back home. They don't, they, they'd they'd be two nights. I thought yeah. they did, too. It's yeah. not the dads. It's the mentors. Oh, oh is that what it is? Because so Nuge, Nuge brought his brother yeah. and one of the players, I think, brought their daughter or something like that as well. Yeah, I saw it, yeah. which is good. It's a family nice. trip. It's a family trip. Yeah. Those hats were cool. Those were awesome. The high five. <laughs> that was special. That is that is like, <laughs> was it? what is that? Uh, that's like poetry in motion or whatever. Like, it just it's, it's just an analogy of the Pooley RV McDavid connection. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Like how they can't even li- play on a line together. The dads can't even line up for a high five. You know what the key to a high five is? St- look at the person's elbow and you're going to yep. hit 100 times out of 100. All right. Well, just grab. If you're unsure, just like grab the hand. But like even like how that, that, that the grab wasn't Didn't even going to save them. Yeah, maybe like they yeah, were. That was a big That miss. was because he went, he was going to go left hand, which was already weird. This is Pooley RV's dad. And then he... 
went immediately back over to the right. Because your really connection's not as good with your left. But right? like, you always go right on right. Well, let's let's see. Or, sorry, not let's always. But if 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 the receiver is put up the right hand, you have to deliver the right hand. Yeah. Let's see it. Let's see a little tutorial. Look at the elbow. Boom. <laughs> see, and then look how messy it is if I'm trying with my left. Like, yeah, see. <laughs> It doesn't fly that. Uh, back in the YouTube chat, where we are two likes away from our like goal, so hammer that like button if you're watching on the Nation Network YouTube. We're not leaving. Also, for whatever reason, if you aren't subscribed, hit the subscribe button too. See doing? that number go up. Why are you even here? Just kidding. I love you. <laughs> Tyler Mulek says, after whistle activity, get in their kitchen. Kyler says, get some eyes in front of Ottinger Hyman looking at you, buddy. Steve's key to the game is to clone McDavid. Sure. Uh, a couple of people, including Mark and Stealth, saying split up McDavid and Drysidle. You know what I'm doing tonight? What are you doing? It's the nation Christmas party. Yeah. I am going to be coming out at a very voracious, uh, sorry, voracious, whatever, potato, potato, uh, mm -hmm. BPP. Yeah, my B. My I'll be B. doing my part tonight. It's been a while since, well, actually it was in Nashville where I was going pretty aggressive. Uh, <laughs> it's been eight days since you went it's aggressive. Been eight, <laughs> it's been eight days, but we lost to the Ducks when I didn't. There you we go. gave it away to the Blues when I didn't. So that's my key. To Your key game. to victory is a nice high BPP. High BPP. And a big I'm old pizza from Soho. Giant delicious pizza from Soho yep. and a bunch. I'm going to crush a bunch of their delicious beers on top. Mm, fantastic stuff. Maybe mixing a vodka soda. Uh, someone asked who we're expecting or who, do we know who the starter is? Not confirmed. Expecting Stuart Skinner, though. Um, and it has to be. We had another question that said any insight or any ideas on Skinner's save percentage being below 900 in the, over his last 10 starts. And I looked at it. I looked at it a little bit here. There are a couple bad games in there. You know, the game on the 21st of November against New Jersey wasn't that good. Um, he had a game against Chicago where his stats weren't great, but he made some big saves late, gave up four to the Hawks. So that's fine. The other games in that stretch that are below 900 was the Arizona game where he only faced 18 shots. I'm not going to get mad at a goalie for giving up two goals on 18 shots in a blowout. That's whatever to me. And was, then the, he was getting stiff because yeah. there was not much action. And then against and board and against the Ducks, four goals on 17 shots. It's a 765 save percentage. Bag Milk was saying the other day, like, oh, if if that was Campbell, we'd be roasting him. And I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Like, again, no, we would have. We would have. We, we, we totally would <laughs> You do not lie on Festivus. That is the number one rule of Festivus. And you just lied. No, because I you would not shit on Campbell. With the start he has, if he went 765 against the Ducks. No, because I'd look at the context of those goals. No. No, no, I, no. no. We got the either. bias. We got the bias. <laughs> it's sure. just like sure, with fine. everyone in the world, anytime Tom Wilson hits a man, it's like breaking news, have to talk about it. But if Ryan Reeds actually kills someone on the ice, we just say, that was a good hit and turn <laughs> a blind eye and don't even say a word. We hit our like goal. Thank, Thank you, everybody you. watching on uh, the Nation Network YouTube. Someone also made the joke when we brought on Frank that all the proceeds from today's show are going to the Human Fund. I thought that was a good joke. It's a good, good little Seinfeld humor. People uh, keep asking about Damon Seveson. Okay, so has he, he like just become available all of a sudden on New Jersey? Really good. Yes. So, so he it? came up on I think it was a Friedman blog where he was brought up, and basically Severson is a pending UFA contract year. You want to make money, right? And they kind of have him buried on the third pairing because he's behind Marino and Hamilton. And there was just some talk that maybe there's a hockey deal to be made where you make a swap and Severson gets to go somewhere where he plays more. So he's almost like Barry. He's almost like our Barry in a way where he plays so yep. down the lineup and we pay him however much. But he's an interesting guy because if you were to ask people who the analytics folk who follow the devils, they love, 
think he's great. You ask the eye test people who follow the Devils, and it's hot garbage. Turns over pucks poorly, like isn't good. So, so Pooley Arvey, so trade him for Pooley Arvey. It's <laughs> perfect. What's the salary cap? Please tell me he makes three million bucks. Four and a half. <sighs> Shit. Can they retain Brilliant. one and a half? No, maybe. I don't. He's an interesting idea. But again, I, I don't know if he's... I don't know if he helps us. Yeah, he's a righty, I so I don't, I don't know. If well, we could. To, yeah. So yeah, he is just Tyson Berry. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you're swapping Tyson Berry for Damon Severson because no, I don't no, think that's enough of sense. an upgrade. Yeah. Tyson Berry doesn't really turn over pucks that much either. Like no, if it's, it's a Samurikov Kostin trade, like, you know, like yeah, just yeah. kind of getting, mm-hmm. say, two headaches off, but just two things that aren't going to work in each other's systems and swapsies, you know? We kept our streak going of hitting 100 concurrent viewers on YouTube. Yeah, it's going well. We're rolling. We're on. I wish the Oilers were on a hot streak like we are, and the, and the YouTube chat is. Maybe that's the issue. We're Maybe we've got to get cold so the Oilers can go hot. Everybody, stop watching. <laughs> Close the window. We're done. We're going to do the rest of the show to no one. Uh, let's get to our bets for today. Brought to you by our friends over at Betway. Um, Liam, I'm going with your favorite Oilers bet. It's a Hyman day. It's Zach Hyman, Hyman day. shot prop over three and a half minus one twenty crushes it. it. Literally hits every single game, so that's great. And I'm going to manifest an Oilers victory by picking them on the money line at plus one twenty. Before that's the show, it's juicy. Yeah, you got to chase it. Before the show, Jay, you were digging around on the pre-built bets on yep. Betway, and you said you had it. You had the one bet to go all I got, in. On I, got, the night. I got two. I'm Jay, you got one, two. So I, I'm, my biggest bet is going to be Oilers on the money line. Sure, why not? I'm also going Oilers to one on the money line. And Jason Robertson and Connor McDavid to both get a point. That's plus 350. Okay. And then if you really want to chase the juice, I think it's plus 700. I'm also going to do it. It is Oilers money line, Robertson and McDavid to both score. Okay. It's it's head to head, like best on yeah. best, like Robertson. Nationally televised hockey game in the Nationally States. televised on TNT. Like Robertson wants to match himself up against McDavid. McDavid doesn't want to let this kid try to t- steal his thunder. So like, this is like Mbappe versus Messi. Good reference. Thank you. Um, you know me. I'm not always one to chase the juice, but Oilers to go 32 plus shots on goal as a team. Dallas allowed that in three of their last four. So maybe Edmonton's in the mood to fire some rubber on that. Well, they better be. Yeah, because Jake Ottinger is really damn good. So Unless maybe he's that. 902 Jake. I hope you hit 902 Jake. 902. Also, because Bag and Milk will love me bringing this up, over one and a half power play goals hits in more or less every single Oilers game. Why not take it tonight at minus 125? Well, and go Nuge goal if you really love Bag Milk. Yeah, go Nuge goal. Two last games. is hot. hot. The Nuge is hot. It's actually crazy. This was a mailbag question on the site the other day, but like looking at the UFA deals Ken Holland's done for the forwards, that Hyman deal looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. The Kane deal looks fantastic. And now you have Nuge scoring at like a 40 goal pace this season. And it's like, they got that guy locked up for just a hair over 5 million bucks too. And for basically spending, what is that? 16.2 your Remchuk math million dollars on three complimentary forwards to get three that are that good. That's really nice like work from 60, Holland. 80 point guys. They all are. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's no, no, that's, it's good. So now let's keep it rolling. Ken. Yeah. And let's make some trades, bro. You even put a Skinner deal in there? Like you just locked up that Skinner deal yesterday too, What right? about the Jack Campbell deal? I want to write that. I don't hey, talk no. That. Two goalies, 7.6 million combined. Good that for That is... Flawed logic? Sure, sure, sure. You can look at it that way. But, yep. you know, we could have avoided that and had more money to spend. Yeah. Or 
Hey, again, it's too early. I still think I still. Oh, well, Jack, I think Campbell. I, I keep saying I still think Jack can be better. He doesn't really show me anything yet, but I think he's I been better believe. his last two games. But he also played the same team, so maybe that's just his team to play against. Yeah. Uh, list of players: Ryan Nugent Hopkins has more goals than this year. Includes Braden Point, Chris Kreider, Steven Stamkos, Kyle Connor, Jake Gensel, Matthew Kachuk. It's, a, it's an impressive group that he's outscoring right now. He's just hot, man. He is hot. He can shoot the biscuit. I love. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And eleven of his seventeen goals coming at even strength as well. So five and five, Nuge. Been a good year for one Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Let's see if he can keep it rolling tonight. Uh, Rusty says, "I'm with Tyler. Goalie tandem for seven point six milli is awesome." Uh, no. <laughs> we we had a goalie tandem for six and a half million, and we we're complaining all the time. Yeah, but that's because the backup made two. Oh, damn it. <laughs> ah, shoot. <laughs> Son of a gun. There goes my argument. All right. That's going to be a wrap on today's edition of the show. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant, their free valet service pickup drop off for all makes and models. It is fantastic. One of the many perks. So check them out on Twitter, on Instagram, Sherwood Ford, Sherwood Ford, the giant, our friends at the sports closet, Soho. We'll see you soon as well. And Betway. Uh, let's wrap it up. Score prediction. I'll say I'll say three two Oilers. I'm going one. three one, and this might be a good night to go power play and empty netter. Empty net. yeah. I'm mm. gonna go five three Oilers power play empty net as well. It's Christmas. Sure. Thanks to everyone who played along in the YouTube chat today. Helped us hit our light goal as well. That is going to be a wrap on today's edition of Oilers Nation. Every day we'll be back same time tomorrow noon Mountain Time. And I'll probably be hungover. So will Liam. So will Jay. Talk to you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.